Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. The Horror Movie Podcast is listener-funded by fans like you at Patreon.com. You can find out more at Patreon.com slash The Horrible Movie Podcast. You're listening to the Studio DNA Network, studiodna.media. Welcome, my ladies and gentlemen, to the Horrible Movie Podcast. That's right. The show of all shows. We are talking this week, actually, not as much about a horrible movie, but about a television show that encapsulates and has several movies inside of it, and actually one horrible movie Easter egged inside of this called The Stuff. That's right. The television show uh, we are going to talk about today is Stranger Things Season 3. And we'll give a little bit of a recap on the rest of the show because we're going to talk about uh, Filzy and how he um, he has uh, watched this show in a very short amount of time. I cannot believe how short of an amount of time you've watched this television show. Phil, um, your thoughts thus far on the things you've seen on Stranger Things. Um, my first thought on specifically Str- uh, Stranger Things season three is that uh, season three unequivocally is the best season in my opinion. Wow! Yes, the world the world building that has went into it up to this point is massive. Yeah, would you say? Yeah, I, I if I was going to rate the seasons, I would probably go three one two. Okay, because um, I the first season is phenomenal, and it's I thought going up to the last couple episodes of season three I thought it would be closer but the last couple episodes killed it so big in season three pretty that amazing. It, it took a, a pretty far lead I, I'm amazed that uh, they could uh, shows have a hard time and people are very critical we are a, a podcast a show that 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 definitely has uh, been critical of things before, would you say? We've been kind of critical at times. Our podcast? Our podcast. I would say every episode is very critical. Right. So as a critic, quote-unquote, I'm saying this. A film critic, yeah. Film, (laughs) quote-unquote. Let's be honest. Um, (laughs) Let's just be brutally honest. Quote-unquote, as a film critic, um, we tend to trend toward the negative on things. but And people... It's hard to make a movie nowadays without people just wrecking it. It's hard to make a television show without people wrecking it. Television, I feel, is is so much more maligned by by the critic because 
those things will be will have a it'll get 24 episodes or 13 episodes you know uh, picked out and then uh, and set and contracted and then all of a sudden the ratings come back which by the way ratings now on network television make me laugh to yeah. think to think that we are to, to think that we are so to think that we are so um archaic that we have to go off of the Nelson, the Nielsen rate, Nelson rating, Nielsen rating. Nielsen, yeah. That is, it's like less than one percent, way less than one percent. I think is is what actually accounts for yeah. all the multiplication. It's kind of, it's it's really a joke at this point. It's pretty stupid. Yeah, I mean, you compare that to actual real like live data that people, the people at Netflix, Hulu. Um, you know, Amazon Prime Video, like they're getting real time data on real views of their shows. Yes. And then you compare that to Nielsen, it's like, well, we got like 0.001% of the population, uh, their data, and then we're just going to multiply that out by like 10,000. Yeah, it's not even, a, it, it, I'm sure there, there's obvious, obviously some scientific stuff behind that, but it's like, I feel like the streaming data. Would be more accurate because there are more oh, yeah. people using that now. It's very interesting. Yeah, it's like it's really weird. I, I, anyone that know, that listens to this show knows I am a wrestling fan. You are also a wrestling fan by proxy because we have just watched a lot of wrestling together, right? Yeah, wrestling is 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 on cable television, right? Vince McMahon and WWE is very um, sensitive. To that rating, still, it's really weird. Like mm. the rating for wrestling back in the um, late '90s would do like a five share, like so, like millions. I mean, what, what, like that, that would be like four or five million people watching wrestling. Well, now it does like a one point, or it does like a two point oh, or a two point five, maybe a three, maybe. A one. But it, it freaks him out. Whereas most people watch it, but he he sees the real time numbers from the WWE network. Network, network, It's weird. It's just really weird. All that streaming for the most part. But he still cares about the shows on those networks because he can sell ad revenue. Because ad revenue is based on those things. It it needs to be. We're getting off topic, but wrestling does need to be on cable television in order for it to be relevant and popular. Right. It's Um, not going to go on network. It's a necessary evil, I think, for them. They're getting most of the revenue from the network. Right. Um. So back to Stranger Things, though, it's not on a network. And Stranger Things is one of those shows that has made uh, Netflix a vilified, very important media outlet. Now, I'm not sure what will happen with Netflix when Disney takes off, because Disney, holy crap, like, content is king, right? If content is king, Disney owns almost, I mean, innumerable content, right? Yeah. So Netflix is going to have a hard time, but they've created a lot of this content on on their own. And spent a lot of money and borrowed millions of dollars, bar- literal borrowed money, to where they're in debt and operating in a negative to create this content to stay, I don't want to say stay afloat, but kind of stay afloat. It's weird. Mm. Anyway, other more intelligent, more uh, uh, savvy people could explain a lot better than I could. Anyway, Stranger Things, season three. It is time, Phil. It is time for some deets. <laughs> okay. We're doing it. I wasn't sure we were doing deets. Oh, we're doing it, dude. <laughs> Uh, Stranger Things. There's a uh, on YouTube. There's a video of Stranger Things. Uh, if it were done as a situation comedy in the '80s, there's a video with this theme song. Stranger Things. <laughs> it's really funny. You should check it out. Folks. Yeah, I need to see that. Stranger Things. That's right. Um, direct produced by the Duffer Brothers. Uh, the Duffer Brothers. Uh, this is their baby. 
this is their creation. Um, they are, uh, I would say, geniuses, right? Oh, um, yeah. Would you say the editing is top-notch on this show? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm going to list the editors because of that. Dean Zimmerman, Kevin D. Ross, Nat Fuller, and Catherine Naranjo. Not to be confused with Catherine the Banjo, but Catherine (laughs) Naranjo. Um, And obviously distributed by Netflix. Um, Who knows on the... uh, Who knows on the budget? I mean... This thing is astronomical budget. There are uh, eight episodes for season one. There are nine episodes for uh, season two. And there were eight episodes for season three. Uh, you got to assume 70 million, 80 million, maybe north of that. A lot of money put into this. Yeah. And not only that, how about, uh, and we'll talk about these movies right after this. Um, how about the licensing of other things out on the out on the on the outside not stranger things but other things on the outside of this world to make this retro enough to make it look authentic that's the part of this show that is coolest is because it's it looks so authentic well, to that time period. Yeah, they're drinking Yoohoo they're going to 7-Eleven like I mean it feels like the 80s hot dog on a stick yeah a real restaurant by the way did you know that yeah amazing have you ever seen one of those? Yeah, Do they we, have them in California? We had one. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How about that? You know they're still open. I no, heard there's really. 80 locations still. Okay. What? Hot dog on a stick. Who would have thought? It looks like a made-up place. It's not hot dog on a stick. It's a corn dog, basically. It is a corn dog. Um, <laughs> Stranger Things has a great lineup of uh, folks um, throughout the seasons, uh, starring Winona Ryder, which we've talked. You and I have talked about Winona Ryder. David Harbour, who goes from being just the small town sheriff to like. Action superstar by yeah. season three. Um, all the kids that are on this Finn Wolfhard, Millie Bra- uh, Bobby Brown, uh, Gatton Matar- Matarazzo, sorry, uh, Caleb McLaughlin, uh, Natalia Dyer, Charlie Heaton, uh, and the list goes on. All uh, the great kids, uh, Daiquiri uh, Montgomery. Who was in uh, Power Rangers. Yes. Um, Sean Astin, Paul Reiser, uh, Two very '80s people in there in that in in that listing alone. Yeah. Also, Jake Busey. Like, oh yeah, I, I did. Yeah, like yeah a, he was Jake Busey. I, I, did, I did like a triple check. Oh my gosh, I, I forgot. Yeah. yeah, that was Jake Busey. Yeah, I did like a, a triple take on on when he first came in because I was just like, man, he looks familiar. It's like, oh, it's his dad that I remember. <laughs> but yeah, Joe Keery, who uh, he looks is, just like his dad. Who Joe Keery is Steve Harrington, by the way. I I think Steve Harrington is awesome. Uh, Noah Schnapp, Schnapp. Um, Sadie Sink, and uh, I want to get everybody right here. The, the main Kevin cast, McLaughlin, like I said, and Gatton, by the way. The, yeah, the so the main good. cast is not a lot of names that you're going to be familiar with unless you watch the first two seasons. Um, Winona Ryder being one of the you know exceptions to that rule, and I think David Harbour has been in some stuff. But um, and then but every season has some big name actors like this one, the biggest one probably being Carrie Elwes. Um, Ooh, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. You got to remember that. Now pronounce it right. You said what? He pronounces his name Elwes. Okay, and we yeah. have been have been raised to pronounce it Carrie Yules. Yeah, I, he probably answers to that. We went to a Comic Con, and Carrie was there. Remember this? You may not remember this, but he was there, and everyone said Carrie Yules, Carrie Yules, Carrie Yules. Maybe you have heard him pronounce it, Carrie Elwes. Mm-hmm. Elways. Elwes. Like John Elways, but not, uh, John Elway, but not. 
Anyway, there it is, folks. Gotta love it. Stranger Things. What happens when four kids go on an adventure? An adventure of a lifetime. In Hawkins, in Hawkins, Indiana. Stranger Things. That's what happens. Uh, original <laughs> release date, July 15th, 2016. And then the third season, July 4th. Very patriotic. Uh, fireworks. Uh, shooting over the, uh, the, uh, the Starcourt Mall. Um, very patriotic. Or is it, Phil? Or is there a secret behind the Starcourt Mall? <laughs> is there something you didn't know? Maybe there's a uh, old military base outside of town that they're going to storm. Like the 600,000 people that have talked about storming Area 51. Yeah. Have you heard about this? Yes, I love it. Oh, my gosh. We got 15 seconds for radio break. But um, isn't that amazing? I like that music. I'm Carrie Elwes. Oh. (laughs) One more time. I'm Carrie Elwes. Carrie Elwes. All right. We'll be back uh, to hear more about Stranger Things Season 3. Oh, yeah. And we're back. Welcome back to the Horror Movie Podcast. This week, we are the Awesome TV Podcast because we decided, mainly me, decided we need to talk about Stranger Things Season 3 yeah, this, and the movies inside, the 80s movies okay. inside of Stranger Things Season 3 while also obviously talking about the show. This very special episode of the Horrible Movie Podcast is ne- neither about a movie it, or is horrible. It is totally about movies and a horrible movie because inside, let me go down this list here. Well, let's talk about this. Inside Stranger Things, Stranger Things Season 3, you have even more, this is the most um, outside media type things that they've included in a season. In the movie alone, we are bombarded by so many restaurants and stores in the mall. First, at the Starcourt Mall that possibly could be created by the Russian government. Maybe. Do you think? I think so. I guess we've already told people that we're spoiling the entire season. We will. So if you have... have, well, one, if you've gotten 15 minutes into the show and uh, you're listening on your radio, you might want to just... Just hit pause. I'm not sure to do that. Or cover your ears. Use one hand and cover the other one with your elbow because you still got to steer the car. Uh, but otherwise, we are going to spoil Stranger Things season three. But if you haven't seen it by now, I mean, what are you doing? Working? I mean, come on. That's a joke. All right. So, Starcourt Mall in it. What are some of the uh, popular places, Phil, in the television show? Uh, Scoops Ahoy. Mm-hmm. Now, that is fictitious. It's an ice cream place. It is fictitious. Yeah, but okay. it looks good. Now, they, what was really cool about the cross-branding of Scoops Ahoy, uh, Baskin-Robbins hopped on that and basically said Scoop, had, did a Scoops Ahoy commercial uh, like with Baskin-Robbins. Like, really? It is interesting. It was smart. Inter- yeah, yeah, Stranger Things on really it. Smart. Steve on it. Had the, the girl on there. She did a really good job acting, by the way, too. Uh, so if you go to Burger King right now as we record this episode, Maya actually, Hawk, by the way, who is the daughter... That girl is the daughter of Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke. Oh, how about that? Unbelievable. Huh. Um, if you go to Burger King, like in real life right now, they are, IRL. Yeah, they're running ads for Stranger Things 3. And I'm sure there's some kind of trade off because Burger King's also in the Big time. In the show. Orange Julius is in there, and they're yep. still around. Orange Julius was bought by Dairy Queen a few years ago. Oh, that's right, yeah. Uh, so it's still around, but things that weren't around anymore, there's a Sam Goody in there, there's a Walden Books in yeah. there. Uh, I, miss, I miss Walden. Yeah, uh, and there was, um, we said already, talked about this, Hot Dog on a Stick, uh, which is a real thing, and it's still around. Uh, but 
You don't see much of it. They don't show any of the department stores, like the clothing so stores. JC Penney's. Okay. Uh, which is still Oh, around. that's right. Well, that, that's where he gets his date shirt. Gosh. <laughs> Was it a Van Heusen? I don't know. He just says, uh, I got this from Penny's. <laughs> his secretary. By the way, <laughs> you know what state JC Penney's from? Missouri. Oh. I would say he's one of the top five famous, most famous Missourians. No, in t- 20 years, he won't be. JC. JC, it's like, uh, I'm not sure what it stands for. Jack Clements Penny. <laughs> all right. So, all right. By the way, if you didn't hear the, uh, go back and listen to the this week's actor spotlight. It's not an actor spotlight. It's uh, a new segment called Miller's Retro Game Corner. Uh, no, retro Video Game breaking Corner. Breaking every rule of the show. Right we now. are. We really are. And uh, anyway, my son is definitely in the studio with us today. So uh, that's okay though. That's all right. We're Just, gonna have fun on this 175th episode. 175th episode. Unbelievable. I cannot believe it. So uh, the movies inside of this. Uh, one of the movies that is very. I mean, it's hugely shown in this is. Uh, Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. Huge tie-ins to Back to the Future. There's actually some foreshadowing. There's a car that goes across the parking lot toward the mall at a high rate of speed uh, that has, what's the bad guy's name, Billy? Billy's Mm -hmm. driving the car. Yeah. Uh, And and there's a lot of parallels because that actually happens in the show, too. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you also get the marquee out front has several movies on it as well. One of them is a movie called um, The Stuff. Have you ever seen The Stuff? No. Uh, the stuff uh, is wow. It is a horrible movie. It, it deserves to be on our podcast. Maybe we shouldn't done that. Well, no, we're doing this, <laughs> and we'll do that another time. Okay. Um, I would like to watch the stuff. It's unbelievable. It's a lot like how um, Soylent Green is, right? Okay. So anyway, pretty cool. Pretty um, cool. What are some of the other movies on the marquee? I remember. Uh, like, I remember recognizing several of the titles. Okay, I'm pulling it up here. There's a big Red Dawn Fa- conversation as well. Fast Times isn't on the marquee. They just they mentioned it in the movies, the video store. At the right. Uh, Ghostbusters is uh, presented big time in this as well. I'm working through this Season here. two. They, in season two, they uh, dress up as the Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Working there. Getting Dude, there. you're right about licensing. Like, they, they, they pull no punches... When they they went all in, yeah. I mean, like Coca Cola, like there's all kinds of brands, and for any other movie like Power Rangers, where it's like basically one big Krispy Kreme commercial, we would totally like you know give them all kinds of crap for it. But with this show, like it's somehow you just forgive it all. It's like I don't care if this product placement, this this is awesome. There's a big, well, um, and, they're, and they're talking about New Coke too. So and there's a big Terminator. Um, tie-in with the big, gigantic Russian yes. guy that's yeah, there, too. There's a lot of 80s tropes um, in this. The stuff is on there. Raiders of the Lost Ark is on there. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, Cocoon, Fletch, Daryl, D-A-R-I-Y-L. Yeah, yeah I remember Daryl. Oh, this is a big one. Return to Oz. Okay. Which is really scary. Have you ever seen Return to Oz? No. Oh, my gosh. Like, it is super <laughs> scary. Um, I forgot Daryl was And there's also a poster of Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Okay. Which is pretty darn cool. Uh, And again, Back to the Future, they hide out. um, They hide out in uh, a screening of Back to the Future. Which, by the way, is such a great movie. And it's a great scene in that movie, too. It's like the the very first time that they jump back in time. I um, Back in time. Back in time. It's uh, Huey Lewis in the news, folks. On Hot Mix, 101.5.
88 uh, miles per hour. Wouldn't uh, <laughs> fly. All right, so um, let's talk Stranger Things. I know everyone's ba- had, if you're still with us, bated breath to hear us talk. And uh, we're going to spoil this, but we're also going to talk in length about this. Uh, let's go back first to Phil. Uh, two weeks ago, had you seen Stranger Things ever? No. Okay. What Zero prompted episodes. you? What prompted you to watch every episode, folks? Season one, two, and three in two weeks' time. Yeah. What prompted you, Phil, to not sleep? Because you, I know you've been working a job, man. I know yeah, you've been working. I was watching two or three episodes a night um, for two weeks. I took a, even a couple nights off, actually. But um, yeah, I, I knew that season three was coming out, and I knew it was an episode that literally. 108 people had told me that I need to watch it. Everybody. So, yeah, every single person I know. And so um, with season three coming out, I was like, you know what? I need to catch up and then just go straight into season season three when it comes out. So, Um, okay. What a ride, man. What what a ride. Okay, so how did did the show change? And now remember this. This is a very quick amount of time. So you have a great thought process, good recall memory. Go. How did it change? Uh, the first season is very simple, and and I think it needed to be like the the plot of that sh- of that season was very focused. Um, you know, it's the Demogorgon. We have to find a way to stop it to kill it, and that's kind of it. There's there's all, all these other little side plots going on, but they aren't like what I would call like main side plots. Um, it, there's the kids going after the the beast, the you know the the whatever they think it is, and then. Um, you know, the adults kind of jump in about halfway through and then there's some like love story, like, you know, love triangle kind of stuff going on. And that's kind of the whole thing. Yeah. In season two, they expand it, but I thought a little bit too much. So do you remember from season two, they end up going to like that big city, okay. Chicago or whatever so, it is. So, uh, and the, and the Duffer brothers have come out and so that they regret doing that by the way. Well, and, uh, they made a conscience, a conscious, conscious effort. Uh, to make to try to m- mature, I'm going to say this. I'm not trying to be weird when I say this. To mature Eleven a little bit from this naive like yeah. character. I think they needed to do that. And then they fast forward it really quickly, where she's dressed like I don't know, like an '80s like a, a keyboardist in an '80s progressive rock band. By yeah. the end of yeah, the, she's um, goth punk, yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah, uh, she joined the Cure during that episode, <laughs> and. Um, she uh, then comes back and uses her power and that sort of thing, and then but then in season three, am I wrong to think then they took her, they they went time traveled to her back yeah like she's very feminine she's, very, and very yeah. very back to a kid like naive but like almost like what is love I do not understand it's like oh my gosh what's yeah. happening and then she and Mike or whatever which and then Mike is another character but by the way like. He went he, from being... He is everyone's favorite character from the first season. I, I mean, either him or, um, you know, a couple of the, the Dustin old, older... Is, Dustin is yes, probably everyone's favorite. Yes. But, like, Mike is such a great character from season one, and then he gets progressively, like, more annoying as the oh, series goes like, on. And I understand, like, teenagers. I've been around teenagers yeah. for a long time. Like, but he is, like, on the point of being a jerk. And he's the jer- he's a jerk to the wrong person yeah. in season three because very yeah. early on... We know that Mike and Eleven have have started this relationship, and they're doing this gross teen. They're smooching, and it's so gross. And Hopper, who is played by David Harbor, again, he's been the he's ended up being the action hero in the first two, and by the end of this one, this is like 
he is he is diehard. He, he was my yeah. favorite character in the middle of season two, and then he he like stayed my favorite character all the way through season three. Yes. He's so great. I just I love everything that he stands for. Like he is. Um, I don't know. I guess if you want to go '80s trope, he's kind of like that that bad cop, you know. Like, um, you know, I I uh, you know have a, a gun and badge and stuff like that, but I also break the rules, you know, and, and like he tortures people and stuff like that. But I also love how human he is. Like, he is very relatable and very vulnerable. I think in, in season three, right? Um, and uh, you can you can relate to him, especially if you're a parent about you know, this kind of surrogate relationship he's, he's had, you know, his adoptive relationship he's had with 11 over the past year is he's become her father. And so mm-hmm. like, he's very protective over her, very emotional about her. And, uh, and then also like dealing with his own feelings for Joyce and like how a teenage, uh, love drama they, they are throughout the whole season. I just, I love every single second that he's on screen. I just, he's great. Yeah. And I, um, I think he, he as a character is a, uh, a linchpin type character. Uh, they they did a good job of making of creating bad guys for this season as well. Yeah, you have the kids that are kind of like the Goonies. You know, the Goonies kids. You're going to cheer for them. They've got they've got all the they check off all the boxes, and they've added several other characters uh, over the course of the last seasons. Sadie uh, Max, uh, the Max character. They added her. I initially when they added her last season. I was a little worried that oh this is going to get like diluted and not good. She fits in, and the tie-in with her brother Billy yeah. makes that makes that work. Yeah, so good. And really is is huge. That's good good writing. And she, she's a good actress. Like I, I really enjoy really watching solid. her. Yeah, really really solid. I you know it's so funny that that we're talking about that. Um, Jessica was she was uh, I was telling her about the season about its strengths and everything and hardly any weaknesses, and she was like, "Is this a show that Jack really likes?" Was, oh, of course he loves it. And she's like. But he hates child actors. Yeah, you know, well, I don't hate children. Like, let's not, let's not let's not go there. <laughs> you don't hate children. I struggle. Here's what I struggle with. I struggle with. <clears throat> here's hear me out, folks. Listen up. Here, here's here's why. Here's here's the real reason. Uh, so many child actors have been put through this weird, horrible, horrible experience, and a lot of times it's by their parents and. Their parents force them into this, like show parents or something. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and then <clears throat> they end up on the back on the they come out of that kind of it, I don't want to say messed up, but maybe messed up a little bit. Yeah, that is frustrating to me. Like there are many cases of those kids being taken advantage of, right? So then when I watch them act, it's just like it's just tough to watch. Like it's just tough to watch anyway because a lot of them aren't good actors. But in this show. Is there one that sticks out that's bad? Um, that you're like, oh, this it's horrible. I wouldn't say any of them are horrible. I I don't think that Will always has the strongest acting and, moments. But uh, let's talk about Will because Will in season one, you just feel so bad for him. Yeah, and he's not. And doing then in a, season two, you feel worse for yeah. him. He's not doing a lot of acting in the first two seasons. Yes, and in this season, it's like he is the odd man out of the of the friendship if you guys if you don't know him you're just hanging in listening to this and you don't really know anything about stranger things will um ends up how does he first get the connection with the other the the uh the upside down how how does that even happen i i mean he's the upside down by the way folks is a parallel universe basically to our own but it's really messed up and it's basically these monsters that run it basically 
Yeah, you mean like inhabited or like? Controlled? Yeah, is that what happened? Yeah, it happens at the end of season one. So like, in, in season one, he's for those who, who I guess who haven't seen the series and don't mind being spoiled. Uh, season one, he's basically abducted and is in this uh, alternate alternate dimension called the Upside Down. It's basically like a, a mirror of our universe, but really messed up. And he, at the end of that season, they free him and they pull him out. But then he like coughs up this oh, like, like, like nasty thing. thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, and so and even from realize, the end of season one, you're like, okay, yeah. he's not right. Like even though they got him back, he's yeah. not he's not 100. percent Yeah. And so, so then he turns into not as much the big bad for season two, but you know they've got to save him. Yeah. Again, and so he's just a sad. It's a sad character, right? Well, throughout all this, all these other people have been able to go on these missions and have, you know, you have Dustin with all of his fun things he says and mm-hmm. his little teeth that aren't there. And you said that's a real, yeah, that's a, a real uh, diagnosed medical condition. Yeah, the actor actually has that. Yeah, that condition. it's amazing. Like, yeah, it's just, I've never, I've never heard of that. So uh, you have Dustin, you have Lucas, you have, um, I'm leaving Mike out, Mike, and, um, and then you added eleven into that mix, and you have this like it's almost like it's like Goonies. It really is a lot like the Goonies. Oh, it is. Yeah, which very is really cool. Um, and so you add them in there, and it's this fun uh, group of things. Well, what Will is the odd man out in the third season because he's back from this, but he's kind of he wants to do the normal things they've done. They've all they're all kind of Dungeons and Dragons like play like role play game type thing they play. You know, board game I, they play. I love the D and D theme throughout all, yeah. all three seasons. Well, and then those kids are starting to mature and want to do other teen older teenage things. Yeah, and so he feels left out because he wants to hang on to that youth. Like, well, he missed because he misses he well, missed out on a yeah, couple years worth of it. Yeah. But yeah, he he uh, like for him that is this the social connection. Like I don't I don't feel like he's very social, and his brother Jonathan certainly isn't. Like that both of them um, struggle as I think in social um, you know atmospheres, and so I think for him it's it is the connection to his friendship, and so putting away D and D means putting away his connection to his yeah. friends. Yeah. So well, and so that 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 bums him out, and that puts him that isolates him. Puts them a little bit on an island too, uh, and so then the the guys how, they end up uh, finding this transmission uh, because Luke uh, no Dustin gets back from camp camp nowhere which is hilarious yeah and he gets back from camp and he has this ham radio essentially basically this big uh, yeah it's this big circuit radio thing uh, he claims he has a girlfriend okay? Susie Susie uh, they don't believe him. He says they're going to connect via the uh, radio. Did they, you did you believe him? No, they go to the top. No, I didn't. They go to the I, I top. They, they go to the top of the biggest hill in Hawkins, Indiana, and uh, he can't connect with anybody. But he does pick up this weird Russian code, and uh, then that becomes the theme of the uh, Steve. I said Steve Traeger. Steve um, Harrington. Harrington goes to uh, his work. At Scoops Ahoy, which is the greatest. Oh, it's great place of work ever. Like, yes, I, I so want to go to one of those now. <laughs> he uh, has his little sailor outfit on, and they and <laughs> the girl there, uh, Maya Maya Hawk, Maya Hawk, uh, played by Robin, or who plays Robin Buckley. She, oh, she just turns out she's good with languages. She knows she can speak two other languages. Surely she can figure out Russian. They'd help that, us. That, that's one of the only things that's a little hard to believe in no, this it's season. Just the movie, <laughs> movie pick, for movie. But. She picks up Russian in about oh, yeah. 10 minutes. She's very fluent. <laughs> and so they end up um, deciphering the code, and it's Russian. 
And she figures out, she somehow figures out in seconds, by the way, <laughs> that the Starcourt Mall is actually the site of some crazy military thing by the Russians. So anyway, when we come back, we're going to talk more about Stranger Things Season 3. Uh, it's greatness. We'll see you soon. I'll be right back. And we're back. Welcome back to the Horrible Movie Podcast. My name is Jack, and thanks for tuning in, downloading. Uh, this week, we are talking uh, about, we were talking about not a horrible movie. We've talked about some movies already. We talked about Back to the Future that's inside of this television show we're talking about. We've talked about um, The Stuff briefly, which you've got to see this. It's unbelievable, The Stuff. It's so crazy. MST3K has done it before, too, so, so that's good. Um, anyway, we're talking about Stranger Things Season 3. Uh, you know why? It's happy 175th uh, episode day. That's why. And doth I say it. We're going to do it anyway. That's why we're doing it. And it's great because it's a great show. It's the semi-sesquicentennial. Semi-sesquicentennial. And we're excited uh, about Stranger Things Season 3. And we were talking before the break. uh, We're talking with producer Phil here. uh, And we are talking about this uh, great thing. They have deciphered the Russian uh, code. They find out it's got to be here in the mall. They then go on a rooftop behind... The um, behind the two two of the the two of the names that were deciphered in the code, the two of the uh, the the establishments in the show, and they find these people, these armed guards, standing guard. They end up going through the door. They go into this elevator thing, hit a bunch of buttons, which is really funny. <laughs> they just randomly hit a bunch of buttons, and they go into this elevator down forever. It feels like forever they go down, and then they walk. The entire length of this huge corridor, miles and miles. Yeah, that's what Steve says. Miles. Yeah. And um, then it's like a service elevator for this huge bunker thing, and they come across a bunch of Russians. Steve gets abducted. So does uh, his uh, co-worker, uh, Robin. Mm-hmm. And um, Dustin and... Oh, and I forgot the, the, the girl that's on there, too. Erica. Erica, played by Priya Ferguson. Another, hey. So funny. And she is legitimately a child actor. Like, she... She's young. He's very young. And but good. It, like, and I don't know if she was in, in season one or not. She definitely was in, in season two, and she was even younger Well, then. she's Lucas's sister. Yeah. Yeah, she's Lucas but Sinclair's This is the sister. first time that she's given a prominent role. And, and here's another thing that happened in this, in this season. They've expanded the kids <laughs> to the point yeah. where we have... Two groups now on missions. Yeah, listen, the, the the main cast consists of 15 people. Yeah. 15 different actors. Yeah. Think of another show that has 15, not like side characters, main actors to the story. Uh, other than other than The Bachelor and Bachelorette, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the uh, basically then they um, they're on this mission. The other group, the other the other kids, Mike. Um, Dustin, no, 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 Mike, Lucas, Will, Max, and Eleven, they are all on the mission to f- scout out Billy Har- Hargrove, mm-hmm. uh, who is Max's, Max Mayfield's uh, brother, yeah. half-brother, step-brother, yeah, and the, adopted uh, brother. 
That's right. Yeah, they're not blood related. Um, the uh, th- that lifeguard goes missing. There, there's mm. some other shenanigans in some houses. Like you know, things are broken and smashed and stuff like that. So yes. they're, they're kind of like playing detective and kind of figuring out what's going on. Yes. So By the way, all all the different individual stories is very Shakespearean. Like um, the uh, you've got the Jonathan and um, what's her name. Uh, girlfriend uh the two of them are like playing uh like they legitimately work for the paper uh and oh then, i left them off and didn't then I? and then they go off by themselves nancy nancy the two of them are investigating like this old woman that is, is who has lost become, she's yeah she's claiming these rats have eaten all the fertilizer in her basement and then she starts she eating finds the it and then fertilizer. you find out she apparently <laughs> becomes infected by the rat so they're they're investigating investigating that these other groups of kids are investigating Billy and these yeah. abductions and, yes. and kidnappings and stuff like yes. that. Uh, then you've got uh, Steve and his gang that are investigating the Russian stuff, and then you've also got um, Hopper and Joyce who are looking into uh, some Russian stuff, and they go and find Murray, uh, who's this like crazy, you know, conspiracy theorist guy that lives out in the woods. Which, which, by the way, he is that his name Murray. Murray. Wow, yeah. interesting. Uh, he is a great addition. Oh, to I, lo- this. I love Murray. He's he's in the se- in the second season, but yes. not as much, and they definitely double down yes. on him. Uh, Murray goes along with uh, Joyce Byers with, like you said, with with one own writer and David Harbour's character. Uh, Jim Hopper, uh, and they, oh, we got to add uh, their other. They've got four people in their cool in their cool adult group because they've got uh, Alexi, Alexi, yeah, yeah, who is a Russian who, that they kidnap. Who Hopper calls by a different name. It's like Vladimir or something like that. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what he. And calls so him. he, um, they, they basically kidnap uh, him. He ends up being glad they did and becoming friends with them. Yeah. Dude, one of the best scenes in the entire show, uh, all eight episodes, is when Hopper is predicting that he's going to, like, he lets him go. Like, he uh, he says, here's the keys to your handcuffs in the car. Just, you know, if you want to go, just go get yourself a slushy or whatever. And so he hops in the convertible and starts to drive off. And Joyce and, and Murray are like, Hopper, he's leaving. Yeah, he's the only, yeah, he's the only <laughs> like, person don't, that can help don't us. Help, if you let him leave, this whole thing goes south. And he's like, no, he he's coming back. Don't worry about it. And it, like, that was another moment where I kind of like uh, the Susie thing. Like, I was like, I, Hopper's wrong. Like, there's no way he's coming back. And he drives all the way to the gate and then goes, oh, man, I can't, I can't leave. And so yeah. he puts it in reverse, yeah. comes back, and Hopper just gives a smug look. I was just, that, that was such a great yeah. scene. Hopper's the, Hopper's the <laughs> dude, man. Like, he's got it figured out, doesn't he? But, so, four different plots, and then at the end of the show, all four of these come together in a really satisfying way. Well, I am very, very pleased with uh, the groups all coming together, uh, and then they have to fight off one, the weirdest, grossest creature I've seen so far, I think. Yeah. Um, the creatures on this show, folks, by the, by this point, by season three, the creatures on this show basically turn this show kind of into a horror TV show. Yeah. And a really gory TV show. Uh, This one's the most gory. When I, when I was a kid, I, my parents would not allow me to watch the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark when their faces melt. Basically, you can't look into the Ark of the Covenant. Well, they have to melt their heads. Yeah, uh, they would not. They made me fast forward, look away. Like I could not. Aww. I was not allowed to watch that scene. 
this is so much worse. Like basically from head to toe, their entire bodies melt into like human red goo on the floor. It's and unbelievably then, that, and then gross. that go, that goo like walks away. It's unbelievably <laughs> gross. Actually. It's so gross. And then it, all of these like pieces of humans, like the goo of humans congeal together yeah, into form this creature thing. It's nasty. It's nasty. So you're basically the Russians in this. Here's what the Russians are after folks. They've built this. They know that in Hawkins, there's this power, this ability to open that that portal there. Because they've tried to open the portal in Russia. Can't do it. Can't get it to open. Yeah. But in Hawkins, they know they can get the thing to come out, the creature to come out, right? Well, yeah, the wall is weakest. Why there. are they so why do they want to do this? Why would anyone want to do this? It goes back to season one, man. Like they, when they first see the demogorgon, that that the very first thing that they guess is it's got to be the Russians, and it and it's all about like uh, military power. Like they're experimenting on humans, they're doing something so that they can be, you know, they can win the Cold War, basically. Um, so yeah, I don't know. They were I'm, so wrong. It, it's it's not that dissimilar to like some of the alternate history nazi stuff where like the nazis were into like supernatural and oh, uh, meta, met, metaphysics yeah, and things yeah. like that yeah. and, and there's some reason to believe that they actually were doing some of that stuff and or trying to use the occult yeah to get that sort of thing yeah uh uh obviously uh, so that, it's, it's similar to that I think. yeah yeah I, I understand that and so it's kind of like um uh it's kind of like the video game doom then yeah basically. exactly um so uh not like the movie doom though that has the rock uh which we did on this show so um, actually, I I think it's more like Wolfenstein. Did, did you ooh, mean yes? Did you mean Wolfenstein? Wolfenstein is the the Nazi one where there's it um, is, isn't it? Wolfenstein yeah. is yes, it is. Um, but the but the the movie, the movie Doom, they do experiments on this Mars base similar to this. That's what that's where where I went, where I went in my my old noggin here. Go back and listen to our episode on Doom. You know it uh, with the Rock. Um, so. They have uh, infiltrated the Russian base. They've got to stop the Russians. What was the green goo that was powering the laser? This laser, folks, shoots into the this weakened wall into this dimension to bust a hole into another dimension. And what was the green goo? It's like nuclear fission. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know. Slimer. It, it was Slimer from <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> it, it powers their um, their electric device basically there's a lot of electricity flowing around that thing um i think uh that it was uh pure excitement is what it was pure yeah pure excitement there, there to was, watch this here, show here's what's great about this show and, and possibly most netflix shows I've, I've only seen like a couple of the marvel ones uh to compare it to but um there is never a dull moment in these seasons and to be honest the there's something to love in every single episode and more, more than one thing mm-hmm. in every single episode. That's what you get with eight episodes as opposed to like 24 mm-hmm. episodes. Um, that's what you get with um, uh, lack of commercials with uh, yes. runs, runs total, total concentration. Well, and the, the runtime can be like 46 minutes for episode one and then 55 minutes for episode two. It doesn't really matter. They can do whatever runtime they want. They don't have to stick to a, to a, a set schedule every single week. Well, and so. um, they can get everybody on set and get them all the film in that little cluster of time and get it knocked out. And yeah. Um, very exciting is what it was. <coughs> Very, very exciting. Very exciting. Um, 
I um yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about this show. I love this show. Are you excited about season four? Oh yeah. Um so go back and listen to Sip Pop uh two hundred. They had their two mm-hmm. hundredth episode last weekend. It's crazy. Um where they talked about theories. Um if you listen to the Sif Spoil episode of two hundred, mm-hmm. they talk about uh in depth theories and uh Aaron thinks time travel for the next season. His big theory, his I mean, you go back and listen. I to love it. it. His his big theory is that Hopper is is I mean, spoilers for the end of season three. Hopper is not dead. That he um, somehow got sucked into into the yeah, upside down. Yeah, which you don't see him blow up at the end. So. Yeah, I think he's still alive because of the post credit. They they or the mid credit. They're they they're like no, not the American. So there's two people that that could be. It could be Murray. For one. That's um, true. Because at the very end, Murray and Joyce are like, we got to get out of here. And they go running. And then you only see Joyce at the end. So maybe Murray got captured. They, they don't they don't show yeah. what happens to they, the two They both of them. could be alive, though, too. Yeah. There's a scenario where, I mean, it's, it's a yeah. TV show. So. Uh, I think it's reasonable to assume that Hopper maybe got pulled into the, the um, Upside Down. And... You know, even though they haven't shown anything with time travel yet, there's a lot of references to time travel, not the least of which being Back to the Future Mm -hmm. in season three, that it seems to, there's a lot in his notes um, about like turning back the clock and stuff like that, that he leaves for 11 uh, posthumously, um, that it it would seem to suggest that he, he maybe wants to like go back in time and like rewrite history to make things different, Mm -hmm. turn things, you know, around from season three. Um, if they did that, they could bring back the Demogorgon. They could do anything because time travel kind of unlocks all doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, he thinks time travel is a real possibility. Um, we didn't really finish off what happens. Uh, they uh, are able to stop the Russians from opening the gate, which, again, I just go back. I cannot believe the Russians are this heck bent on opening <laughs> that gate. Uh, then, well, and so either easily thwarted by like some children. Yeah. And oh, well, <laughs> a yeah. Of and, and some civilians. <laughs> then. Um, then the uh, big, I don't know, conglomeration of a human monster thing. They the, defeat, the mind flare. Yeah. How do they defeat it? Well, I mean, it's a lot of like explosives. <laughs> that was so great. I love how they were just throwing all those fireworks at it and stuff at like it, that. Yes, they got yeah. that. And then um, it, it basically falls over once the once the the gate is shut. Yeah, because once it's open, it's tied to the. Uh, the the big bad and yeah the, I I thought that was the only thing in the show in the entire season honestly I can't really nitpick a lot um, that was not fully explained like I don't think at any point even Dustin was saying like if we just close the gate that will kill the mind flare like I I think they they thought they might have to to kill it because I mean yeah I they at the at the beginning of the season will has this line where he says like it's stuck out here with us like it it's it, it didn't go back to the the upside down and it's been trapped here um but i don't think i ever made the connection that it was only alive and well because of the opening of the gate and so then closing I, the gate would kill it the 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 creature that stayed back from the second season the the, the shadow creature thing yeah it, what well, we didn't really talk about this it had to control the rats to get it to to make a form to make a yeah a physical form to do anything with which is interesting yeah which in actually what was crazy to me do you think it started with rats that it controlled or did it start with like fleas or bugs or you know you know what I'm saying yeah like this weird like <coughs> like what level did it have to start at to to manipulate 
life to get to. It's really weird. Yeah. The, the, the 30 people died in the town of Hawkins. Did you hear that on the newscast? No. The death of 30 people, including blah, 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 blah. And they listed off the people. The mayor got arrested. Well, um, just his army alone, the Mountain Flyers army alone. Like, you see, there's that one shot where there's like at least oh, a dozen of them. Yeah, and all like, those people died. You feel bad for those people. Yeah. I mean, other than the people in the newspaper that are just like the worst. <laughs> How does Hawkins have that big of a news staff? They're just hanging around yeah. in the newspaper. Yeah. So it's not a very big town, right? But you know what? You didn't think it was a very big town, but then you it pans out, and it's a pretty good-sized town with that mall well, there. I mean, it's big enough to have like a huge fair. And, and I, a big mall. They're a county seat, I guess. Yeah, maybe so. Um, <laughs> maybe so. So um, we left off this, too, on the movies. The end of the movie, one of the keys to the movie is Dustin is able to contact his girlfriend, Susie. Everyone can't believe Susie's real. Susie is mad at him for not contacting her since they left camp. Yeah. He's been underground for most of the time. In order for him to make it up to her, she forces him to sing the theme from the the never-ending story. Have you ever seen the never-ending story? I have. It's been a long time. Long time. Falcor the Luck Dragon (laughs) is in this. Bastion. Atreyu. And, and a horse that dies by quicksand. Oh my gosh. When I was little, and that horse died in that quicksand bog swamp thing. Are you kidding me? That was tragic. It was tragic. Falcor the Luck Dragon looked pretty fake. That's what, that was the sound of his face moving like a puppet. I, I, I did think the payoff was really cool because um, they connected the very first episode where you're like, Susie's not even real. He's making this whole thing, this whole, she's she's like Phoebe Cates, but hotter. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. And then uh, they get to uh, the very last episode and it's, you know, the payoff. So she's she's not yeah. only real, but she knows the number sequence for Planck's Constant, apparently. Yeah, she's on it. She helps them. She's un- a genius. She helps them unlock the unlockable door in the Russian compound. That lets them get. That lets Hopper and uh, one of Ryder's character and uh, Murray get into the uh, the big place and uh, to shut the the laser down that's opening the d- gateway and they shut it down. The monster in Hawkins dies, and um, is it? It's gone, right? I mean, what are you left with for the deck? Uh, the end ending of the show ends with Winona Ryder moving, uh, and then you're left with a mid credit scene of a demigorgon uh, attacking somebody. Yeah, so gross. Cray cray. Uh, so what's really strange about that last scene is the Russians have a demigorgon in Russia. Yeah. So I guess they transported weird. one back. And we'll get back to that. Yeah. Uh, radio folks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you want to hear the rest of this, we're going to talk just real quick, just a little bit more. Uh, check us out. The Horror Movie Podcast. Sign up for our July giveaway. Love you. Uh, rate and review our show uh, on Apple Podcast. Give us five stars, please. Uh, and then leave a, leave a uh, nice review on there. Uh, also tell a friend. But also take a picture or a screenshot of that review. Email it to jack at thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. And that'll enter you into our drawing for our July gift card. It's great. Giving it away. $50 gift card, Phil, to Amazon. You could buy 10 Beanie Babies. (laughs) Pretty good Beanie Babies. Maybe even a Princess Diana Beanie Baby. The memorial one. 
No. Okay. Anyway, so, so here, here's back to Stranger Things. Here's here's why I want the a handful of a handful of pop sockets. <laughs> here's why I want uh, the American to be Murray in season four, and not Hopper. Yeah, not Hopper. One is I like the idea of Hopper like surviving in like he's so ba at this point like to just like to survive like to live his life inside the upside down for who knows how long how much time there's going to be in between seasons i think is really cool mm-hmm. um murray in kept in russian captivity it sounds hilarious to me because he is the one that's like the entire season two is just like the russians are after us they're listening to our every phone call blah 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 and it like it turns out that he's right <laughs> like he's the yes. only one that's right about all this stuff and so like him like being like I know this sounds, you know, really bad, or whatever, but and morbid, but like him being tortured by the Russians and like, you know, joking and you know, kind of like how Steve was, yeah, um, kind of, yeah, uh, that uh, uh, Indiana Jones style, you know, spitting in the face of the Nazis yes. type of thing. I could see Murray doing something similar. To he that. will, if he's still alive, dude. How great was Steve? Like semi drunk, basically. Um, oh yeah, true serum. Because they, yeah, they given him the. Uh, get, uh, the drug that makes him tell the truth or whatever. Steve and watching Steve and Robin like so silly, th- and it was excellent acting. Like I, I, I bought every single second of it so on silly. screen. So good. Uh, but yeah, good stuff. The ending. Uh, Ronona, Winona Riders. Uh, Winona Riders character moves away from Hawkins. Yeah. Uh, Will going? Will's obviously going with Eleven is moving with them as well. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's no dad now. Yeah, because so. Hopper's apparently gone. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, that, any final thoughts? That effect, effectively breaks up all the relationships in the show. Yes. Um, you know, Will Will wasn't attached, but... Um, I mean, I guess you still have Lucas and Max, but, like, some of the major relationships in the show are pretty much all separated mm-hmm. now. So, it'll be interesting to see how they bring them back together. Any final thoughts on this thing? Um, I, I just love Eleven. Like, I, I think she's one of the coolest... Not wink, wink. Not a comic book character, but kind of a comic book character um, yeah. that I've seen in cinema, TV in a long time. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, just great. I I, just, I can't wait to see. So I mean, again, another major spoiler. He she loses her powers at the end of season three. Uh, they have to come back, right? Like she's she's. Oh gonna... yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to figure out. They'll come back. It's just probably who knows what. Probably come back bigger and better than ever. It's. Episode or season four. The, this is the the only season of the three that's not ended very happy happily. Like both season one and season two had like really happy. Yeah, endings. We, all all the loose ends were tied up and yeah. we figured it all out. But this one, like, and the gang rode off into the sunset. Eleven lost her powers. Hopper is presumably dead. Yes, it's um, serious. Things are getting serious. About some this. of the characters have moved out of Hawkins. It's it's really um, unnerving, like to to feel that ending. So, well, yeah. you know the Russians will probably be back next season. Oh, I love it. Trying to open up another gate. Yeah. Into the place that's going to make them make them great. I'd like to see them have more of a role. I they, I know they were central to the plot, but they you didn't there weren't a lot of scenes with them talking. Yeah, it was like, yeah. It, yeah. They were always in the background of every shot. Yeah. And I'd like to see them actually like get to know other than Alexi get to, get to know some of the Russians. Um you know more. Cuckoo. We just we didn't have time to do that in season 3 and I get it. But I'd like to see them take that turn for 4. Okay. Well, Phil, thank you so much for humoring me and talking about Stranger Things 3. Yeah. Uh, we will see you all soon. Uh, remember, just because it's from Hollywood doesn't mean it's horrible. And just because this movie was not a movie at all, it tricked you. The Upside Down gotcha. 
you are in trouble. So we'll see you all soon. Reach for the stars, follow your dreams, and remember that I already did the ending of this show, and I never know how to close out a show. So never-ending story. Flying so high with Falcor the Luck Dragon. Hey, I'm Falcor the Luck Dragon. I'm bringing you luck. Huh? You're alive, Falcor. Yes, I am. I'm alive. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the horriblemoviepodcast.com.